Amen. Well, guys, uh, again, if you have your Bibles, I'm in Psalm 122, uh, this great psalm of David. We, we started this, this study called the Psalms of Ascent. And, and these are songs that the Israelites sang on their pilgrimages back to Jerusalem. And, you know, the people of God were often scattered, and, and that's where we are right now. Many of you, uh, we, some of us have been doing this for, for over two months now. Uh, that we, we've been at home, we haven't been able to gather, we felt that, that scattered, we felt that distance, and so what do we do? Well, we turn to the Psalms of Ascent, that's a great uh, place to turn, and the people of God were often scattered, and, and, and they felt distant from God, they, 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 uh, Jerusalem was up on a hill, they often felt kind of lonely or, or, or low, and, and they just didn't, didn't feel like they can be in God's presence, and so where did they turn? They sung these songs as they would start the pilgrimage back to Jerusalem for the major festivals, and, and Psalm 122 is, is this great uh, song written uh, by King David, and, and here's what it says, starting in verse 1, David says, I rejoiced with those who said to me, all right, so somebody's going to speak to him, they're, they're going to say something to him, and so he says, I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Right? So somebody says, hey, hey, David, man, let's go to church. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And, and some of you are feeling that. You're like, man, I want to go to church. And I know that because I've gotten your, your texts and your emails, and you're asking, when are we going to gather together, Pastor? When are the doors going to be open? And so uh, if you haven't already checked out our video on Facebook, I want to encourage you to go to our, uh, onto our church Facebook page. I think it's also on YouTube. And, and we have a video about kind of reopening and, and when that might happen. And we haven't set a date yet. Um, but there's some hurdles that we need to clear. And, and so I, I want you to join us in prayer about that. But just know that we're working diligently to prepare this place to, to, to welcome you back. And so, so uh, if that's you and you're ready to go back to church, man, man you, th- this psalm is, is for you. Because that's where David is. He, he, he wants to go uh, back into the house of God. So he says this, uh, I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet were standing uh, within your gates, Jerusalem. Jerusalem, built as a city, should be solidly united. He's like, we should all be together. Where, where the tribes, the Lord's tribes, go up to give thanks to the name of the Lord. He says, there are thrones for judgment, uh, or the, there are thrones for judgment are placed, thrones of the house of David. Pray for the well-being of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls, security within your fortresses. Because of my brothers and, and friends, I will say, may peace be in you. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will pursue your prosperity. And uh, so what do we learn from, from this third psalm of ascent? This psalm of, of David, what, what can we take from it? And there's really three things that I, I want to share with you. And so uh, this morning, if, the, if this song resonates with you, and you're like, man, yes, I want to go back to church. Let me tell you, first of all, why that is. The reason that we want to be back uh, in church, first and foremost, guys, is, is this. It's up on your screen, ready? It, it's because we... We're made for worship, right? We were made for worship. And that's the first thing I want you to understand. In, in Psalm 19, uh, the psalmist declares, he says, the heavens declare the glory of God and, and the skies proclaim the work of His hands, right? The skies proclaim the work of His hands. In the New Testament, uh, Jesus in, in Holy Week is entering into Jerusalem and, and uh, the Pharisees are a little upset because all the crowds are shouting, Hosanna, uh, and, and, and so it says this in Luke 19, 39 through 40. It says, some of the Pharisees of the crowd told him, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Like, tell them to be quiet. And he answered, I tell you, if they were to keep silent, even the stones would cry out. Even the stones would cry. What does that mean? Right? And here's what it means, right? Uh, guys, I, I want you to see that. Here, here's what it means, okay? And, and what it means is, is this. It means that because everything, because God has made everything, 
everything that He's made, like, longs for, it gives glory to Him naturally. Right? And so, the heavens declare the glory of God, and, and the skies pro- proclaim His, his goodness and, and, and His awe. And it's just like everything that God has made boasts of the fact that it's been made by somebody that's all-powerful, by somebody that's, that's good and grand. And, and so, so, this is it, the glory of God. The glory of God, and that's what's on display here. And so, friends, I, I, I just I want you to think about this this morning. Uh, you couldn't see it, and, and you can't see them right now because they're hiding out for us. But as we were trying to get ready, we, we have birds have invaded our sanctuary. <laughs> and they're, they're flying about and chasing each other. And I said, well, I, I guess that just goes with the song, right? Let everything that has breath, Psalm 150 says, let everything that has breath, Praise the Lord. And so, listen, this morning, if you're joining us, you're like, man, I, I have, I'm just missing church. I, I want to be in church. That's kind of how David was, man. People said, hey, let's go to the house of the Lord. He's like, yes, he rejoiced upon that. And the reason why, first and foremost, is because that's what we're created for. We are created to worship God. Second thing, though, the, the re- another reason we, we miss church, guys, is because we were made um, for community. God made us, He formed us, He fashioned us, He designed us to be in relationship. We were made for community. And we find this uh, in in the book of Genesis, right? Um, When we're created, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it it says this. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image. Now, I want you to notice that. Then then God said, let us. Now, does that mean that there's more than one God? No. The Bible clearly declares there is one God, right? But He reveals Himself in three persons, Father, Son, and Spirit. And so, at creation, from the very beginning, God existed. And and God, who revealed Himself in three persons, existed. Father, Son, and Spirit, all existing, all working through creation. And, and, And they're in fellowship. They're in community with one another. And in that community, they said, let us make man in our image, right? And, and so that's where it begins. And, and, and then when we get to Genesis chapter 2, uh, and, and, and they've made Adam, and it says that no suitable helper is, is, is for Adam. And says, so then the Lord God said, it, man, it's not good for this man that we have made in our image. It's not good for him to be alone. So I'm going to make a helper corresponding to him. And so then Eve is made, right? We get to the New Testament. And, and in the New Testament, we, we find that, that God uh, sends his son Jesus to, to atone for our sins. And Jesus comes and lives the perfect life that we, we couldn't. He dies the death that we deserve. And why did Jesus lay down his life? Well, well, of course, so we could be forgiven, but he also did it to establish a new community. And that community was called the church. And, and so the Bible says that now this new community of people, it, it, it describes it as a body. It says there's one body made up of, of many parts, right? Uh, it, we're, we're, we're instructed then not to forsake the assembly of that body, right? That, that we're not supposed to miss meeting together. We still have to keep up uh, those things. And it says the reason we do that is for our own good because we're called to spur one another on with, with love and, and good deeds that iron sharpens iron. And, and that's all why God has designed us. He's made us to worship Him. He's also made us to live in community. And we'll talk about how that looks different Kind of, kind of during this season uh, when we get to our application. But those are the first two things I want you to know, which really kind of leads to the third point. And, and, and this is kind of the heart of the psalm. That when we feel, when we feel far away from God, uh, that, that's a sign it's time to start the journey back, not just to God, but to church, right? It, 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 when we feel distant from God, it's a sign that we're, it's time to start the journey back to 
church. And, and so I, I would just ask you this question. One of the things I, I love, I, I was kind of on my phone back when we, we started. I was on Facebook and a little premiere there. And, and, and I get to see all these, these people that I, that I hadn't seen that are joining. And, and we've seen this as we've gone online and, and uh, have really, uh, people can't get into a building and, and, and they're hungry and they're looking for something. And, and maybe you're one of those people that you have joined us for the first time, but you haven't set foot in the doors of, of the building that we call the church in some time. And, and, and so this morning, I would just ask everybody watching, like, how do you feel about the church? I mean, really, how, how do you feel about the church? What is your attitude towards the church? Right? Is, is church okay? Right? Is, is church kind of ho-hum? Or are you kind of, I, I could go or I could stay home? You know, like, are you kind of on the fence about church? At, like we talked about in, in week one, have you been hurt by somebody in the church, and maybe that's why you're kind of cold towards the church. I, I hear some people say, man, listen, I love God, but, but I, I just, I'm not about organized religion. I'm, I'm not big on going to church. And, and I just want you to know, as far as the Bible is concerned, it's really hard for, the, for those things uh, to stand on their own because God's people gather in His church. That's what they do. That's part of God's design. And so if you're one of those people you felt kind of distant from God, I'm going to tell you one of the reasons why we feel far away from God is because we're called to be in his church, right? Called to be a part of his church. And we'll talk about that in a second. But I just want you to notice David's attitude towards church, right? Look at verse, uh, verse 1, Psalm 122 there. If you're following along in your Bible, it says, I rejoice with those who said to me, let's go to church, right? He, he rejoiced. Later on, he talks about loving God. And he ends the whole psalm by, by talking about prosperity. And, and that prosperity that he talks about, it's not talking about some kind of financial thing. And he's talking about that. That's the word shalom. It doesn't just mean peace. It means wholeness. David's saying, man, I can't wait to go back to church because when I'm there, man, I just feel whole. I feel like who I'm supposed to be. And, and, and so here's the deal. The question I asked myself this week in preparation is, if I need to be like David, and I'm not currently feeling that love for the church, what do I do? How do, how do I encourage myself to start loving the church the way that God wants me to love the church? And so I've got four things for you, and then we'll close in prayer. Miss Catherine's got some announcements. And, and here's the first thing I would challenge you with, guys, is number one, we need to realize our need for community, right? We just need to realize our need for community. God, God made us, He designed us, He formed us, He fashioned us, and, and, and He made us, uh, one, to be with Him, right? And that's, that's why worship is such a big deal, is, 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 is when two or more are gathered in God's name, He's also present. And so worship is a huge deal, that vertical aspect of, of church. But then also, He designed us to do that with other people. And, and so community is extremely important. And so we have to realize, like, we were not created to be on an island. This week, I, I looked for research outside of the Bible. I was like, I, I wonder, does science agree with this? And, and it was crazy. I found article after article. One of them was in the USA Today, written by a, a well-known psychologist. And, and they did a study. And what the study proved is that people... Even people that don't necessarily like being around other people, people are happier and healthier when they're in community, when they've got other people in their life. That's, that's just the truth. And so part of what we're going through during this time is it's, it's a little hard to be in community when we can't gather in person. Uh, but guys, listen, that's no excuse. 
Uh, our women had, had uh, over 25 uh, ladies on, on a Zoom call uh, doing their Bible study this week on Wednesday night, and they broke out into small groups, and they had community, right? And, and so, guys, we have something for you. Our, our youth have ways that you can have community. There was a dance party Wednesday night for our kiddos, uh, right? But before the ladies' Bible study kicked off, there are ways to have community. Even doing what you're doing now, watching online and commenting with one another, praying for one another, there are ways to have community. And so even if community looks different right now, I want to challenge you. First thing, understand that you need it, okay? Second thing, and this, this, I think this is the whole key. And if you want to love church again, here's the whole key. Ready? You have to focus on community over self. You've got to focus on community over self. The person that will never be happy in church is the person that is all about themselves. Period. That's the truth. Listen, if, if, if you use the word I when it comes to church over and over and over, well, I can't find a church that I like. I can't find someone that has the music I like. I can't find someone that has a really big choir. I can't find a program for my kids. I can't find this. I can't find that. Listen, you'll never be happy in church because you're elevating yourself. You're saying, I am the most important thing. And that's not what the body of Christ is about. God and worship of God is the most important thing and we are all called to figure out how we fit into that puzzle and how we can serve and play a role in that thing, right? The first person that says, I, 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 they're looking for the perfect church and the moment that they join it, they're going to ruin it. But the person that says, you know what, it's not about me and they decide to put us, U-S, over M-E, us over me, that mindset transforms the way that you think about the gathering of God's people. It ignites something within you that says, man, I want to be a part. I want to do something. What can I do to make this place better? And I'm going to tell you, it is the key to learning how to love the church, figuring out that you have a role to play, that God has gifted you, He has designed you to play a part of this body, and that the church is better when you do. And and when we gather together, this is how Paul writes it in in Philippians chapter 2. He just says, man, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others more important than yourselves. And friend, when we get to that place, man... Uh, the love that we have for church, it just fans into a flame and, and, and everybody we know kind of catches on to that. And it's, it's awesome. And so uh, I want to challenge you really to do that, okay? Uh, third thing, our love for church, okay? We're going to love church. We want to love church. We have to embrace biblical authority. We've got to learn to embrace biblical authority. And so, uh, I love verse 5. It seems out of place. David's like, man, somebody asked me to go to church. I'm rejoicing that I go to church. And then in part of that praise, he says this in in verse 5. He says, there, thrones for judgment are placed. Thrones of the house of David. He's pumped about judgment. And you go, man, that, that, that doesn't make sense. I don't want to go to some place that I'm going to be judged. Um, that's not really what it was about. You see, what would happen, uh, because the people of God were often dispersed and they were in distant places, they would, they would argue over what was right and what was wrong. And a lot of times they couldn't settle those arguments. And so what they needed was they needed somebody that really, really knew the law. They really, really knew the Word of God. And so when they would gather for the great feast, they'd make the pilgrimage. And when they arrived in Jerusalem... The, the thrones of judgment would be set up. And so when they had to dispute with their neighbor or their friend or even a family member, they would come before him and say, listen, I think I'm right. He thinks he's right. Who's really right? And, and, and a teacher of the law would open up the word of God and they would say, here's what's right. This 
is the answer. And both parties would accept that answer and then they would have peace. They would have peace. Friends, listen to me. Our, our world is chaos. And, and, and we live in this kind of generation. They're saying, man, listen, uh, you, w- whatever you want to do is right. And, 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 and you have an idea of right. And your neighbor has an idea of right. Husbands, you have an idea of right. Uh, wives, you have an idea of right. Kids have their own idea of right. And so it creates chaos. And, and listen, when you live in a world of chaos, it wears you out. Right? I get four kids who all think that they know what is right. And I think that I know what is right. And my beautiful wife thinks that she knows what is right. And so when you live in a house with six people that all think that they know what is right, it creates chaos and it wears you out. And so what we need is we need one place to turn that has ultimate authority over us. And we bring those disputes before that ultimate authority and we submit unto that authority. And that is where we find peace and we go, here's what's right. That's one of the beautiful things about church, friend. If you find a church that teaches the Bible, you, every week, will come into contact with the Word of God, which is the ultimate authority. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is God-breathed. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness that we might be thoroughly equipped for every good work that God has for us. And when we come into contact with the Word of God that is rightly preached, it sets our priorities right. We walk through the doors, or we, we, we click on and turn on the TV, or we, we open up Facebook for church, and we, we go into it saying, well, I, I just don't want to be a part of this marriage anymore. I'm just, I'm just not in love. And, and then we open up the Word of God, and, and we hear Jesus say things like, I, God hates divorce. Right? God hates divorce. Husbands, love your wives. Christ loved the church and laid down his life. Stop being selfish. Wives, submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. And we hear that. And it's not that we want to hear those things, but it's that we've been living in chaos and we need to hear those things. Right? right? We, we, we hear, uh, uh, parents, don't exasperate your children. And then we hear, children, honor your father and your mother. Right? And, 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 and it's not that we want to hear those things. It's that we need to hear those things. And when we do, and we submit ourselves to those things, we find what is true, we find what is right, and ultimately we find peace. Which brings me to our last point this, uh, this morning, and, and here it is, ready? I don't know about you, friend, but I hear that message, and I go, yeah, that's what I want, but if I'm honest, sometimes I need help. And that's where I go back to Psalm 121. I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And so, friend, if you're one of those people, um, you go, Jason, listen, I'll be honest, I I know I I probably need to love the church, but I don't love the church right now. Here's what we do. We turn to God, and we admit what we admitted last week. God, I need help. Lord, would you help me? And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for us this morning. Don't turn off your TV when I'm done. We've got some really important announcements. And, of course, um, before we close our, our, our time of worship, we always want to encourage our families to gather together and walk through those discussion questions that we email out along with our sermon notes. And so uh, what I'm going to do is pray for us very quickly, and uh, then Miss Catherine's going to come up and share some really important things, one of them about Vacation Bible School, and you really, really need to know. So here's what I'm going to do. If you're one of those people, saying, I know I need to love the church. I need to get plugged back in. I don't know how to do that. We're just going to pray together. Father God, we have come before your word, and it, and it alone, that's our judge. You're the judge, not us. And so this morning, help us submit our lives unto you. God, help us open ourselves unto you as your word has been opened unto us, and let us receive that truth 
Let us submit to that truth. Give us the strength to live by that truth. And God, fan into flame a passion to follow your word and to do what it says. You say in your word, don't just be hearers of the word, but do what it says. God, help us love you, help us love others, and help us do something about it. Help us do what your word says this week. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.